It's football week. Can you believe it? We are four days away from actual football with the Hall of Fame game. Big Sills here, National Football Show. Welcome aboard with us here on a Monday. Guys, I can't tell you how fast this offseason has gone by. <laughs> I mean, it has absolutely just flew by. And here we are, man. We're getting ready for the upcoming season here. And I can't be more thrilled about the storylines. We got a ruling that came in early this morning. Um, the, the coverage of the Eagles is classic. And the comments from the players is just like off the charts. Jordan Davis, man. I mean, you should see this guy running around in helmets and shorts, man. It's unbelievable. I'm going to get into that here in a minute. Jason Kelsey talking that. Gary Cobb in hour number two at 4.30 Eastern from Fox 29. Each and every single Monday he joins us, and he's been so kind to do that every time. So we appreciate it. But I first and foremost want to start the show off by giving some honor to the passing of Bill Russell. I want to show you guys something. Years ago, I got this, and Bill signed it for me. And it is one of my most prized possessions. And over the weekend, obviously, Bill Russell passed away at the age of 88. The greatest American sports winner in any sport. 11 championships in 13 years, two national championships, 1956. Gold medal, back-to-back high school state championships. This is one of my favorite items. And it's funny, you know, we were talking, my wife and I, over the weekend. She goes, didn't you do something with him in Vegas years ago? And I went like this. I did. So she goes into the archives and she goes, here. And I went, oh, my God. And I had forgotten that he had signed something for me. This was years and years ago when I first got started in broadcasting. The legendary Bill Russell. Xander, you're going to love this story. So when I got in trouble back in 2012 for saying some things on the air that were not appropriate, one of the first calls I got was from Bill Russell. He goes, they're going to call you names. They're going to say things about you that aren't true. And they're going to define you because of a comment that you made. Stay to who you are. Don't waver. Keep your head up, and it will pass. Because the true people that know you won't hold you by one single comment. They'll hold you by your many actions in your life. I used to have frequent conversations when Bill was able to back in the day. And it was one of the most important calls I ever got because I was very down at the time. I had been at this one place for 15 years. I really got two calls, one from Daryl Talley, of all people. And also, Jonathan Vilma called me, too. This is after the monkey comment in 2012. And Bill Russell. So it was, it was Daryl Talley, Jonathan Vilma, and Bill Russell. And we remained friends for the longest of time. Over the last couple of years, obviously, because of his health and his lack of being able to travel, I wasn't able to reach out as much as I had in the past. But just thought I'd share this with you that 
in all my crazy travels, I've met so many incredible people in my life. I would have to tell you that Muhammad Ali and Bill Russell are the two most influential people that I've ever met in my life. And they were all about wisdom. We didn't talk sports. We talked about wisdom and staying focused. Thought I'd share this with you here. His passing kind of touched me. And you see all the people saying great things about Bill Russell. And he was even bigger off the court. So we have to pay homage to a man like that who devoted his life to representing men on the court, off the court, and as people. So rest in peace, my friend. Rest in peace. Look at this. All my travels, my wife goes into the archives and finds a signed Bill Russell picture. I won't lie to you. It was emotional yesterday when I heard the news and my wife goes and finds this. This man meant a lot to me. And by the way, it's not a sad time. It's a time to revere and to remember. So thank you again for coming aboard. I appreciate it. Again, I'm not even a Celtic fan, but I'm a Bill Russell fan. So please hit the like button. A lot of news today. We're going to get into the Eagles here in a minute. And, you know, some of the storylines coming out. Xander says 88 years is a life lived, and he's a legend. Thank you, Xander. I mean, think about that. My wife knows all where my most guarded secrets are in the house and the things that people have signed. I've got an Ali um, book that's signed by Muhammad, too. Maybe I'll show that in the next segment. The two most influential people, and, and I would say Jackie Robinson, too. I've been so fortunate. I met Jackie Robinson as a young kid. I met Bill Russell later in life and Ali later in life when I was at Miami. And all of those men remained my friends, no matter what the media said about me. I think that just shows you who they were. They looked beyond Big Sill's big mouth. <laughs> they looked me straight in the face most of the time. It was really great. Need to frame the picture. William, we took it out of a binder. And she took it out of a binder for me because I wanted to show it to you because we have we have a lot of other pictures that are signed. I've got a Yogi Berra picture, a Mantle picture, and I even have a DiMaggio, yes. I met Joe D when I was a kid. All the travels I've had in my life, all the people I've met, I'll never forget that phone call I got from Bill back in the day in 2012. Sydney, appreciate you coming aboard. Brian, it's a celebration of life. What a life, too. Gold medal, 11 championships, eight in a row. You're never going to see anything like that again. Okay. So the Deshaun Watson ruling has come in. Six games, NFLPA is not going to appeal it. I say this. Fantastic news for the Browns. And you know where I'm coming from here? I'm going to tell you guys flat out here. And I don't know if you'll subscribe to this or not. I don't know the case. And nor do... 99.9% .9 of the media. You could say whatever you want about him. Is he a creep show? Maybe. I don't know. All I know is this. He's not going to jail. And there were no criminal charges 
filed against him. I don't know what the ruling and how the judge came to the six games and the comments that she made in her findings, and yet it was only six games. Will the NFL appeal it? I doubt it because they want this to go away. You don't want to put this in a courtroom. And I'm going to give you guys an example of something here. Do you guys remember when Zeke Elliott was suspended? Remember when he appealed it? He played the first eight games. Watson could still start the season as the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback, depending on what the NFL does. If the NFL goes along with the six games, they'll probably not appeal it, and they'll sit out the first six games. Pretty much the easy schedule part of it is in the first part of that schedule for the Browns, and they'll probably eat it and go, okay, let's just go with Jacoby Brissett, the backup quarterback. And I think that would be the smart practice for both sides, NFL and for Watson's folks. However, you could drag this thing out in court, and he could play the entire season, be suspended next year for four games. You could end up having that thing lowered if you go to an arbitrator. You don't know. Remember, it's not what you know. It's what you can prove. That's how that came out, in my opinion, on the judge's ruling. She couldn't prove what she was saying. But what she did was, that was more of an opinion. It was more of her opinion on what she thought. But in a court of law, she can't prove it. Or the two grand juries would have convicted him and would have sent it to a courtroom. She couldn't prove it. That's what Deshaun Watson has on his side. By the way, I'm not picking a side here. I'm just going by what I think is the right thing to do. I don't know the case. So to me, it's good news for the Browns. Probably good news, too, for the folks that filed the civil suit against them. They ended up getting some compensation for their issues and for their trouble and distress. Looks like to me, both sides have agreed, and now it's time to move on. But what you have is you have idiotic media people forming their own opinions on stuff they don't know. The judge and a grand jury could not prove he violated a crime or he'd be in jail. But now what we want to do is retry the case without the facts. But then again, that's our society. So do I think the NFL should appeal it? They may have a couple issues with it because, again, the media is the only people screaming about it. I say this, let's move on, and let's hope this doesn't rear its head again. Is it a bad look for both sides? Absolutely. Watson and the league, it's a bad, it's a bad look. You don't want one of the faces of your franchises in issues like this. You just want this thing to go away. So in my opinion, the ruling came in early. They wanted to get the backlash out of the way. Tomorrow, get this, it'll be a completely different day. And the further you get away from that ruling, the more the Browns are going to be in the clear on this thing. And so is Deshaun Watson and the league will be moving ahead, okay? That's how you do it. Today is going to be the outrage. You know, when they overturned Roe versus Wade, it was one day, and then all of a sudden, it tempered down. And it tempered down because people had been setting up, potentially, that the Supreme Court would overrule that decision. We kind of have been prepared for this. 
I said this on Sunday. I thought the suspension would be between four and eight games. Came in at six. I think that's where we are, and I think that's where it sits. I mean, Sydney, she may think he's a complete creep show. And I'll tell you what, like I said, I look at it and I go, very creepy, dude. But to me, if you can't prove anything, it's time to move on. And to me, like GT, two weeks of bad media, and it will ride out. You're completely right. Silio, this is why A.J. Brown irritating you. Hawk215, I'm going to get to A.J. He's, he's one of my bullseyes today. He is absolutely one of my bullseyes. So let me get into all the great hype that's going on around Eagle Camp. Jason Kelsey. Hey, man, this Jordan Davis kid. Unbelievable. By the way, they do more hitting at the White Castle than what the Eagles do in training camp. I'm going to make a prediction to you again. You're going to be two and four going into the bye because you're not practicing hard enough. You don't have Tom Brady in that luxury to have an experienced quarterback, whether you through not practicing. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, they don't need massive reps. Jalen Hurts needs a ton of them. You're putting the Eagles in the same category as Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and the rest of these guys. I heard the guys talking on Sports Take going like this. And it was Barrett. Barrett's like, hey, hey man, I'll tell you what. Seeing A.J. Brown and Devontae run routes, hey, that sounds great and all. But if you don't have the signal caller to get him the ball, how are, how are you going to get into a rhythm with your guys when your reps are not quality reps? Playing pitch and catch like you do with your dad and your kid is not going to be quality reps to get you ready for an upcoming NFL season, let alone an exhibition game, which they're not playing in. you got to be kidding me, man. And by the way, I'm saying a two and four start, not because I think there's lack of talent on the team. It's because it's lack of preparation. They would rather be less prepared and healthier going into an NFL season. How do you constitute that? And how do you justify that when you've got a quarterback, in my opinion, that needs all the reps of all the quarterbacks. Watch this. Of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, who leads who needs the least amount of reps to get ready for an upcoming NFL season? Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford. Funny, how come those guys are the guys that are getting all the reps right now? And those guys are all going to play in the preseason. Aaron Rodgers says he's playing in the first exhibition game. So is Tom Brady. So if Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are playing in the first exhibition game and Jalen Hurts isn't, that's all I need to know about the organization. They get a soft mentality in how they prepare for an upcoming season. It's soft and it's unprepared. I heard Barrett saying, well, you know, they run around in shorts and they know what they're doing. Great. They should in their second year. When you got everything mapped out, we're going to do this drill here. We're going to do this drill here. You should know in your second year what the coach wants you to do when it comes to a fall practice. Okay. 
I mean, welcome to the NFL. Those are not – how do you know you, when you're finishing off a player and you're an old line? How do you know when you're a defensive linebacker and you're doing a stunt and you got to have fits on blitzes at half speed and shorts? Jacob, hey, think about this for a second. Nicobe Dean, when you're running an eagle defense – how do you know what it is on a fit when you're running a twist stunt in the middle between Hardgrave and Fletcher Cox and you're doing it half speed? How do you co- common sense when when you're blocking and you're finishing off a defensive lineman? You're doing it half speed and you're not continuing to move your feet. So what happens when you get into a football game? By the way, do I think they could pick it up like they did a year ago? Probably. They showed it a year ago where they got better after week seven. Okay. So get ready. Your football team will be pretty good in week seven. It's not going to be, you're going to struggle against the Lions in my opinion. And not because of talent, but because you're not prepared. You think Dan Campbell's going about it with that soft-ass approach? you got a soft-ass mentality on defense. And on the other side of it, you're not practicing hard enough offensively and you're not giving your quarterback the reps he needs. You want me to – I'm going to tell you the quarterbacks that I think need a lot of reps in the offseason and in the preseason here. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Jalen Hurts, um, uh, Baker Mayfield down with Carolina now. Sam Darnold, Drew Locke in Seattle. All those quarterbacks need reps. And you got the Eagles going, well, we're just going to get them into the regular season. I, I, I find that approach to be absolutely soft. David Mills, Tua. All of those guys need reps. You, you absolutely, those guys need reps. Josh Allen fighting in practice. Yeah, because you know why? That Kansas City game left a horrible taste in his mouth, and he wants everybody to know in Bill's camp, we're not going to take a soft approach on anything. We're going to be mentally and physically prepared for the start of the NFL season because we're going to go out and kick someone's ass. If my quarterback, like Josh Allen, is getting into a fight, I'm motivated. I'm motivated because the star of the team has a bad taste in his mouth. How don't you have a bad taste in your mouth after getting your faces and your ass kicked by the Bucks? And thinking you're just going to meander into the NFL season. If you got beat in a fist fight, okay, and you got your ass kicked on national television, how does that not leave a bad taste in your mouth and you're angry going into camp? If I were the Eagle guys, screw that mentality of how iron leads to iron, whatever the stupid comment that he made today, Sirianni. How don't you have a mentality getting ready to go into the NFL season where you want to pick up where you didn't leave off, where you got your ass kicked. You got your ass kicked and you were embarrassed. And you're like, oh, you know, we're not going to play anybody and we're going to be in helmets and shorts most of the time. And we're only going to practice for an hour and 10 minutes. That's soft. 
That's soft. Josh is overrated. Yeah, okay. Still sweating like secretary coming down the stretch, fired up. Sills genuinely hates the Eagles. That's because you hear what you want to hear, Dominique. You hear what you want to hear. You think I'm going to be a cheerleader for any team, including my Canes, including the team I played for, the Bucks? Wrong guy, dog. That's not how I approach things. I come from it from an angle of there's a sense of urgency. You're only gauged on your last game you played. You're only remembered by the last game you played, not by what you think you're going to do. That's a weak-ass mentality. You ain't got to be a cheerleader to not hate my guy. I don't hate anybody. I told you I hate Nazis. I don't hate anybody. Who said they wasn't playing in the preseason? The Eagles. The Eagles. Edward, I don't think it's scared. I just think it's a fundamentally flawed approach to how you prepare for a season. I don't think the Eagles are scared. That's If that's coming off like that and it's landing like that, Edward, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Absolutely not. Okay? I'm not saying they're scared. I'm saying that they believe that that's an approach because they're looking at this as the war of attrition. There's a part of me that agrees with it. But that means this too. You're more afraid of getting hurt than being prepared. What would you rather be, what would you rather have? Would you rather be prepared going into anything you do in life? Or would you rather not be prepared going into something that you have to do? I, I just I, I just don't understand that philosophy. No, man, it's water. I took a shower, you guys. Absolutely not. I took a shower. I always take I gotta take a shower for you guys. Personally, I don't think people understand what the old NFL was about. Brian, it's not so much the old NFL. It's it's just there's a different now look, I get what they're doing here too. They're doing it this way. Look, well, because we have a lot of OTAs and we have a lot of mini camps and we have a lot of, um, you know, unorganized team activities where players get together and such and they do all those kind of things. I, I get it. I understand. Okay? So they're looking at it that way. Years past, you could show up to training camp and you could be fat and out of shape because you got three months to get into shape. Okay? But dude, man, you got to go into training camp thinking you have you have no job and you have to win it every year. Seals, this is this has to be a management decision. It, it is, Booza. It's a it's a decision that I'm just not a fan of. Lions ended their first practice with media access with a team brawl. That's great. That's great. Seals, how long would an NFL player of today's generation last in a real camp in the 80s? Dude, there were three days. My first day in camp was this. We had a 
depending on where you were, if you were Jimmy Johnson, you did your 16 110s. Then what you did was, after you did your conditioning drill, uh, for the Buccaneers and Ray Perkins, I had to run a mile and a half in 12 minutes. Okay? And I made it. And you had to do that. And then what you had was, that was in the morning session. Then you came back for later on with helmets and shorts. And you had that. It's the only day you had with helmets and shorts. Then the rest of it, every day, three hours, you had two days. Sometimes Ray would have three days. We'd come back in the middle and get this. We wouldn't even leave the field. You want to hear how crazy it was with Ray Perkins, my coach? We would have our morning session. Then the morning session would turn into this. He would say a third practice meant that we had a noon practice in Tampa. We would sit under with fans, with ice, under the tents, take our pads off, and we would go to sleep there. We'd get up in about an hour, put our pads on, go on the field, and we practice for two hours. Then we would leave, and we would go, and then we'd have a bite to eat. 45 minutes sleep, come back and you have a 7.30 practice later on or a 6.30 practice at Pepin Root Stadium. That went on for three months. The three days didn't go on for three months like that. They went on for probably around two and a half weeks, three days of hitting. Dude, you couldn't lift your arms by the end of the week. You couldn't lift them. Now, do I think that's excessive? I do. Do I think that's over the line? I do. The freaky practices and in the Florida heat. The best football I ever witnessed was the 80s and 90s. Brian, even in the 70s, they weren't the athletes that they have today. Okay? But you kept the team together and everybody practiced their ass off and they had all great technique. The athletes are clearly better today. Guys like Michael Parsons are freak shows. But what you had in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, these guys practice technique every day, every single day for three hours, sometimes three practices a day. You can't help but think you're doing something for nine hours a day that you're going to get better at it. Think about something that we're talking about with Jalen Hurts here for a second. So I practice for nine hours a day. Jalen Hurts practices for an hour and a half. How is he getting better? How is that guy getting better with an hour and a half of practice and helmets and shorts? And I'm going nine hours in full gear. How? How are you, how are you getting better? The laws of common sense don't tell me you're getting better. You're telling me you think that quarterback with an hour of practice a day is getting better from what we saw in that playoff game against the Bucs. I don't get it. I, I don't know where people are coming up with, hey, these are good reps. He looks good in practice. How do you know? And don't tell me those organized team scrimmages, too, are going to tell us anything. They're not. They're not quality reps. They're better than the reps of helmets and shorts, but you won't know until you get into the first game against the Lions. Just saying, by the way, we're going to take a look at one of the teams on the Eagles' schedule, you play the Bears in week 15. I really haven't written much down about the Chicago Bears because I think that organization is not going 
anywhere, really. So, I mean, Justin Fields, as you guys know, from the first day I got on this network, I don't really think much of him. So, also, let me go into this. Uptown says it's a league. It's a league thing. It is Upton. That's why I think you see lower extremity injuries early on in the year. Almost all these teams aren't prepared. Oh, completely. Uptown, I don't think that's isolated. Hey, if I'm coming off like that's isolated to the Eagles. Now, some teams like New England and Seattle and I believe the Buccaneers too. um, Those teams practice hard. Those teams get after it. Those teams usually get fined in camp because they're getting after it too much and they break uh, collective bargaining agreement rules. And that's why you see some fines. Uh, I think Dan Campbell too is going to be in that conversation where you're talking about a guy who exceeds what the collective bargaining agreement is when it comes to contact. I'm going to tell you this, man, that Lions team is going to be ready for the Eagles in week one. And and the Eagles are not going to be ready. They're, they're going to be better. Here's what's going to happen. You know why that game is going to – I know you guys think it's a 30-point difference. You know why it won't be? The Eagles are more talented, but the Lions are going to be more prepared. That's why that game will be close. Talent-wise, it's not close. You're right. Talent-wise, it's not close, but it'll be close because you practice not very hard. And your quarterback's not going to be prepared. Throwing in helmets and shorts and playing pitch and catch for four days in camp, you accomplish nothing. What the Philadelphia Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts for these four days have accomplished nothing. There's no hitting. There's no contact. There's no fighting for separation. There's none of that. None of that. And as a matter of fact, A.J. Brown versus Darius Slay, those two guys can make themselves better. They can make themselves better if you're being physical with one another. By the way, A.J. Brown, he talks a lot, doesn't he? I'm paraphrasing here. Guys, Bark is still about being dumped by the Titans. Who gives a shit, guy? You've got your money. Shut up and worry about being an eagle. Shut the hell up. I'm the only guy that got traded? I don't know. I think Tyreek Hill got traded too. Or did you miss that one? He's saying that all these other guys got their money and they weren't traded. I don't know. Tyreek Hill's sitting in Miami now. He's no longer in Kansas City. That must have went by the wayside because he's talking about Debo getting basically the same type of money that he got. Well, the difference there also is this. You're not a focal point in Tennessee. A.J. Brown was not a focal point in Tennessee. It's the quarterback and the running back and probably reversed. It's Derrick Henry and the quarterback. A.J. Brown tried to put himself in that he was a focal point in that offense. He wasn't. He wasn't the focal point. It's that movable refrigerator known as Derrick Henry. He's the guy who's the focal point there. Not A.J. Brown, but he sure talks a lot of shit, doesn't he? I don't mind it. He's a star. Hey, by the way, I don't want it to land that. I don't think he's a star player. I do think he's a star player, but he talks a lot of shit. And my problem with him is, is this, you know, I, I, I heard Rob talking about Jalen Rager worrying about what some media guy tweeted. Who cares about Jalen Rager? Jalen Rager is fighting for a lifeline 
in Eagle Camp. He's fighting for a lifeline. Who cares about that guy? A.J. Brown's still talking about the Titans and being butthurt over the fact that they didn't want to give him the money that he wanted. And he's still barking here on August 1st. Bro, get over it. You're making $25 million a year. Who gives a shit what Mike Vrabel and John Robinson thinks about you? Who cares? You're an eagle, guy. Who cares? This guy's all crying about, well, you know, the Titans, they moved. Dude, it's August 1. Stop crying. Dude, if I had $25 million in my pocket and the Philadelphia Eagles gave me and said, hey, you're going to be our number one guy. And you weren't the number one guy in Tennessee. We all know who that is. That's 22. And you're still moaning about it? I question that guy. Seriously, even Xander's looking at it. Guy's a, I mean, guy's a snowflake. Well, you know, everyone else didn't get traded. I did. Man, if you gave me a bag of money and put it in my pocket, and I, I'm one of the highest paid guys in the NFL, you think I'm giving a shit about my former employer? Dude, I wouldn't give you the time of day. If you put that kind of change in my pocket, that guy cares more. Hey, he cares just as much what people say about him as Jalen Rager does. Remember I said that Jalen Rager's worried about what some dude in Philly's talking about him, dropping passes, whatever. Who cares? AJ Brown is worried about what's going on in Tennessee camp. Jalen Rager, get this, Jalen Rager at least is angry at a Philadelphia reporter. A.J. Brown is concerned what's going on in Titans camp. Dude, grow up a bit. I'm starting to have second thoughts on this guy. Bro, that's not how a mentality of a star player acts. I don't hear Brady throwing shit at New England. Or any of those superstar guys. Hey, by the way, you know what I hear Russell Wilson talking about? Hey, man, you know that early game against Seattle? They got a great team. And, you know, they got great people there. And I'm so looking forward to playing against them. And it'll be a very tough game. That's how you answer shit like that. Not, well, you know, I don't know why I got traded by Tennessee. What a baby. Brown has proven 62 catches, 998 yards, and three years as an average. is not proven to me. Not proven. Nicky's playing chess. He can't come right in challenging Howie. Hey, come on, man. John says, very white of you to say that. I'm Italian, dickhead. Okay, not white. I hate that comment. It, it drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. I hate that. Okay, stop crying, dog, about the Titans. Stop it. You got a bag of money. You guys okay with that? You guys all right with that? Him crying about being okay, like, you know, not there in Tennessee still. 
Dude, I think he's heartbroken. I think he's heartbroken that the Titans passed on him and said, go ahead, you know what? We don't really need you. I think he's insulted. They didn't want to pay him, and they moved him. And the Titans got first-round draft choices for him. <laughs> Dominique, I'm Italian. Who do you even like on the Eagles? Here, great question, Plug. I love Jason Kelsey. I love Jordan Mulata. Love Jordan Mulata. Um, defensively, yet to be proven yet on defense. I don't really love anybody on the Eagle defense. Okay, I like a lot of guys, but I wouldn't say I love anybody on that defense. You know, maybe Milton Williams, because he's battling. And he's going to prove that he's going to be a versatile player in that front seven. Maybe it may be him I like. Okay, maybe. I'm, like, I'm loving this kid, Landon Dickerson, too. And you know what, Devontae Smith, I won't lie, love him. I love his work ethic. I love the city he's from. I love the family that represents him and he represents. I love the community. When he got the Heisman Trophy, that whole community was absolutely in love with Devontae Smith when Devontae Smith won that Heisman. That that was really awesome. Okay? Hey, hey Xander, right? When that kid won that Heisman, that whole community was, was like behind him was rooting him on, was cheering him on. Remember something that year when he won the Heisman? Jalen Waddle was the number one dude. Then he ends up going down. He picks up the baton, and he ends up running through the Heisman Trophy finish line. I love that kid. I do. I love that kid. I just think he's on the wrong team because he doesn't have the quarterback to make him a 1,200-yard guy. You know, I, I you know, AJ, I love Slay too, man. I Yeah, Darius Slay coming over from Detroit – and up in his game, I like him, man. Okay? One above all says, oh, now we love Landon. Well, dude, I loved Landon even when I was trying to move him because I thought he was a first-round talent then when I said that they should move him to the Bengals and get a first-round draft choice for him. Yeah. If I think you're a first-round draft choice, that means I like you. Yeah, hey, Booza, I, I would say Slay. Seals, you look like you aged 10 years over the weekend. <laughs> you suck, the show's okay. Maybe that's because my daughter had her, her 21st birthday here. Oof, we had to block the girls in and everything else crazy. <laughs> oh, man. We did, did a lot of hard work over the weekend. Steven, look at this guy. What an internet guy. Here's an internet assassin, Steven Jackson. Dan isn't an Eagle fan. He's an Eagle opportunist. I'm not smart enough to understand that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not smart enough to understand what that angle is. You must be an angler, and I don't mean a fisherman. You, you must work your life in angling people because I don't know what that means. I don't think that far ahead, dude. I'm kind of like Indiana Jones. I don't think that far ahead. I don't have the, I don't have plans like that. That's not who I am. Greg Dan, take it. 
don't take it personal. AJ, it's just a business decision, brother. I believe we'll get the last lap. Hey, yeah, but man, let those people wallow in what they did. Ty, thank you, man. I, Ty, I'm the worst liar. You'll see that. I'll try to, you guys know what I'm trying to BS you or mislead you. or not mislead you, but lead you down a path. Come on, Cilio, you're leading the witness. You'll get it. You, If you're new to it, man, you, you know how I work. Oh, Carson, Internet Assassins. You should see them on my Twitter page. Hey, I'll, 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 let me, I'll get back to the Eagles here in a minute. So get this. I said this to Charger fans. So the NFL was right in moving the Chargers to Los Angeles. When they moved away from San Diego in 2016, the team was worth $2 billion. Today, according to Forbes, the team's worth $3.68 billion. And you know what? Everyone in San Diego's on my ass going, well, it's not all about money. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Everything the NFL does is about money. Who in the the only people that say that stuff are people that don't have money? Hey man, I can't believe we're already here, man. This shows you how fast this thing is rolling in. And here we are on a football Monday. I want to get to the Bears. I want to finish up also on AJ Brown. Don't forget Gary Cobb also. An hour two from Fox 29. Friends. Morgan and Morgan, one of the most important decisions you will make when it comes to your family. And these folks here are the number one law firm in the entire country. The fee is free. Means this. They do not get paid unless you get your fair compensation. And for the people is not a slogan. This is who they are for the past 30 years. At Morgan and Morgan, they've collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients. Means this. They will not be intimidated. And there's no such thing as a fender bender when you call Morgan & Morgan. 800 attorneys strong, as I said, the biggest law firm in the country with offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. Nobody is bigger. And nobody will represent you better than what Morgan & Morgan will. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And do me a favor. When you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Dan Cilio sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. back national football show big sales please hit the like button some of you man think i'm like really smart <laughs> i mean it man i think some of you think that like i'm like this like opportunist and um that's one of the things that i wish i was more of like the sleazy business that i work in most of the people that are like people that work in the business they're the sleazy guys. They're the ones that send emails to bosses and everybody else so that they could get an opportunity. Those are the sleazy guys. I, I don't really care that much. I talk about what I feel like. I always have. Have for 33 years. Crazy, man. Crazy. Appreciate everybody coming aboard, though. I'm going to talk to you. Chicago Bears. That's going to be the Eagles opponent in week 15. By the way, the values of the National Football League teams have come out. <laughs> Tell them to like the show and shut the hell up. Thank you very much, Xander. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Dallas Cowboys franchise is valued at $7.64 billion. Eagles are at 4.73. Who do you think the NFL is going to put on primetime games? The Eagles or the Cowboys? I don't care how good you are. Right there, baby, is why the Cowboys are the number one draw. Because of Jerry. Because of the star. Because of the logo. That's why they're on primetime games. They're the number one franchise. And get this, for the last 30 years, they haven't done shit. Well, how is that possible that they're the number one franchise? You would think New England would be. They're not. The Dallas Cowboys who have three wins in 27 years in the postseason. The Eagles, like, triple that. 
how come the Eagles aren't more watched or more revered? Because the Eagles are considered more of a localized team. The Cowboys are a universal brand. It's been branded that way by the league. Why the biggest story? What's the biggest? How about this? The second biggest story. Prime time because it's fun to watch them choke. Paul, you're onto it. You're onto it. The number one story every year is who wins the Super Bowl. The second one is Dallas failed. Third one might might be how far did Brady get? But those are the storylines that people watch that are not like the hardcore guys like you and me. See, hardcore guys like you and me, we look at great storylines that are in the NFL. People that are the fringe watchers, though, that watch football. There's a lot of people who watch football seasonally. Watch this. I'll tell you what Xander can tell you, too. When the fall comes, radio, TV, our network, numbers triple. Why? Because football is seasonal watchers. They got a great base for 12 months. There's a great base. That's what makes the sport what it is right now. But there are more seasonal watchers for football than any other sport in North America. Look at how it grows. Look at what now we're talking about with streaming, Amazon, Thursday games, shows like this, networks like this. That's because the brand is growing. And you're starting to get more people watching the brand 12 months of the year instead of seasonally. And the Cowboys are one of the big stories of the year. Jerry Jones not winning the Lombardi Trophy. Do you want to know this? When he bought the team for $154 million in 1989, and the team is worth 7.64, Jerry Jones doesn't... Hey, Xander, get this. Everyone, Jerry Jones, okay, may not win the Lombardi Trophy anymore, but you know what he does hold? The money belt. He holds the money belt. His franchise is worth the most. They make the most. He owns his own stadium. He was responsible for the Rams moving to Los Angeles, the Chargers moving out of San Diego, the Rams moving out of St. Louis, he was responsible for all that. He helped Mark Davis get to Las Vegas. <laughs> you see, you got to take more of a wrestling mentality when you're talking football these days. Fans. I, you know, I had people talking to me in San Diego this, over the weekend saying that they have no fan base in um, Los Angeles when it comes to the Chargers. Who cares? Who cares if you show up or not? You know, all 32 teams make $325 million off of the television rights per year. Do you know that just in one year, the franchise value went up 18% from last year, according to Forbes? 18% increase from a team you bought years ago, and you've got an 18% increase in value for your company every year? Wow. What a monster. What a monster. Hey, in places like Philly, attendance matters. Places like 
San Francisco or the Chargers or the Jets. Who cares? I get a check for $350 million every year. Who cares? Who cares? They were great in the 90s when a sport took over the world. So Texas is huge. The Latino base in Dallas, they love that team. It's a major part of their brand. Thoughts on the Deshaun Watson suspension? Let's get it behind us and let's get him on the field. Can't wait to watch him. Can't wait to see what he does with the Browns. I'm looking forward to it. I have no problem with the six games. As a matter of fact, you know, I was hoping more for four games. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing him back on the field. I really am. Can't wait to watch Deshaun Watson in Cleveland and see what he can do with his football team. I know most of you aren't looking forward to it. But then again, you got to understand something. I don't give a shit about him personally. I, I watch football games. I don't judge people and who they are when I don't know them or the facts around people's cases. Has nothing to do with me. I'm a football fan. I don't sit here and make an assessment on a guy like Deshaun Watson when I don't know the facts of the case. And nor does 99.9%. I heard people even today going like this. Well, I really don't know what went on, but he should have got a year suspension. You're like this. Really? What, where, where did you come up with that? Was that like a heartfelt feeling or something? Okay. Hawk says the Eagles are building a dynasty. How can you build a dynasty without a franchise quarterback? I saw somebody say this. Wait a minute. We're not good enough to go to the Super Bowl, but you had us going to the Super Bowl, but we're not good enough to win. No, I didn't say that. I think you have a great, talented football team. I do think you're going to have to rally. And I said this last week. You're going to be 2-4 and four going into the bye, and you're going to rally to still win 11 games. Back end of this schedule, you're going to win 11 ball games. Okay? You're still going to win 10, 11 ball games, win the East. And I think you'll be ready to rock and roll by you, your football team should be primed and ready to rock by the Cardinal game. Okay. By the Cardinal game. With the weak ass approach that Nick Sirianni and the Eagles have towards the preparation of this season, you'll probably be two and four. You may beat the Cowboys. And I said this last week, I think the Cowboys are going to sweep you. However, I don't think these games are going to be 38-14. I think they're going to be more like 28-21, 28-26. And if Jalen's able to make a play, you could beat him. I don't know if he can make a play yet. I've never seen it. And I'm not going to sit here on August 1 and say, he's going to make a play against the Cowboys to win the game when he hasn't beaten a winning team yet since he's been a Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Saints in relief in his first year when they benched Wentz or something. I don't know. Seals, are you friends with OJ? Yeah. OJ Anderson's a hell of a guy. Went to University of Miami. Won a Super Bowl MVP. Great guy. Should be in the NFL Hall of Fame. Okay. Charles says the Glazers care here in Tampa. Really? Did they ever give that $5 million to the firefighters and police fund that they promised with the building of Raymond James? That'd be a no. Browns may win the division. Early part of the season, the schedule is not that tough. You know what I mean? 
And he's going to come back in a tough stretch. Looking forward to that first Watson game back in Baltimore. We'll see what happens. I think four and two, but I'm optimistic. Dude, I told you, I think they got a hell of a football team. I just don't like their preparation, and I completely disagree with it. Okay? I completely disagree with it. QB change? Absolutely not. They're not going to go to Gardner Minshew, who's actually struggling from what I'm being told from my friend in the Eagle camp. Um, Gardner Minshew's not looking very good so far. He has not looked good. Now, that could be lack of interest going on, too, and them not giving a shit about the guy. Gardner Minshew is an emotional dude. So it could be some of that. Paul says, preparation. I see no preparation. So wrestling is fake. What I mean is they pick winners and losers. So you want the NFL to be that way? I never, I don't know. I said their fan base is. That's how they treat their fans. The NFL, I mean, seriously. You think the NFL gives a shit what you think about Deshaun Watson's ruling? Do you think they care? Do you think they want to bring the Texans and the Browns into a courtroom and the NFL when everything they know went on last year? You know why the NFL's not going to challenge this ruling? So last year, let's take a look at this, for instance. This is just by what we all saw. So last year, he wasn't put on the commissioner's exempt list, and all this was going on. Hey, the league knew all of these potentially 60 encounters with women. They didn't suspend him. They paid him, and he was active with the Texans. So is it the NFL also part of this whole scenario? They knew what was going on. The Texans knew, and then when they traded him to the Browns, the Browns had to be privy to what was going on all this past year. Why didn't the league suspend him? Why didn't the league put him on the the commissioner's exempt list? Why did they not deactivate him? He was active for every game last year. They knew what was going on, the league. The league has known everything for over a year. And the media is now responding to that. You're not going to put the NFL in the courtroom for them to have to answer why the Texans settled with 22 of the 24 women themselves. Why would they? Here, let's bring the McNair family into this and let's bring the Haslam family into it and the commissioner of the NFL to explain why you kept a guy with 60 assault cases active and paying them all last year. You know he's not even fined? Deshaun Watson hasn't been fined. Why? Don't you? The settlement tells you. And I heard D. Gunn and um, Xander, D. Gunn's wrong. It's not 375000 a game. It's a total of $375,000 is what he'll be out. He ain't missing $375,000 a game. That's all he's missing out on. (laughs) Put those guys. And the NFL wants this to go away. And you know what they're going to start doing? They're going to start healing on these networks. 
Fox, NBC, CBS, and you know what else? The local radio and TV stations they deal with. All right, it's time to settle this. When you make the kind of money you make off of, think about this for instance. Here's a great example. I was supposed to have Angelo Cataldi on. You know, like people on a particular radio station in Philly can't come on with any of us now because you know why? I don't know. Like controlling the narrative of the NFL. It's who they are. I'm cautiously optimistic about Hertz. <laughs> You're cautiously optimistic? Good. I won't try to sway you in a different way. Absolutely not. Everybody talks about Watson like he's a second coming of the Lord. He hasn't done shit except throw for a ton of meaningless yards and losses into a trash division. Well, Stephen, if you think that little of a guy like Deshaun Watson, you must not think anything of Jalen Hurts. You Because that guy in Cleveland is 10 times the guy he is when it comes to being a quarterback in the NFL. 10 times. 10 times. Birdman, no comment. Meaningless yards? Okay. But Jalen is right. Hey, hit the like button, top of the hour. Don't forget, hour two coming up. Our friend Gary Cobb, I want to hit on the Bears at the top of the hour here. The week 15 opponent, hour two. Next, keep it here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth. Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show, please hit the like button. Thank you, guys. Hour two coming around the corner here. And Gary Cobb down at the bottom of the hour. We really appreciate him stepping in with us here. Deshaun Watson just settled all cases. No more pending. Time to move on. League loves it. Watson is that good. Jalen has the same opportunity. You're out of your mind if you think that Jalen Hurts has the same opportunity as Car- as um, Deshaun Watson. That guy's a pure passer. He's a pure passer. Jalen's not. He'll never be considered that. Never considered that. Flex is like, you're not financially tied to Hurts. Absolutely not. Zach Paschal makes more. Miles Sanders makes more. Your backup quarterback makes more. Okay? Debo coming after you. Hey, by the way, I read today, and I also had people in San Francisco tell me that Trey Lance was running for his life. He was 5 of 10, whatever that means. It's kind of like the Pauly Shore stats. And he looked terrible today in practice. <laughs> I told Niner fans, they'll be lucky to win seven ball games this year. Be lucky to win seven games. I can't wait to see this. I, 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 hey, Trey Lance, he's also a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> I, I don't see it. 19 games at Eagle Creek University. And you think when you're playing against Little Sisters of the Poor at North Dakota State, and now you're going to be playing in the NFC West, you think, hey, man, because I'm an athlete, that you can get by with that. Most of the great quarterbacks in the NFL aren't great athletes. Brady and Peyton Manning, I wouldn't consider those guys, you know, superstar high hurdlers like RG3 or anybody, like even Jalen. Okay, and you're trying to tell me that, well, hey, you know, you know I remember something, right, right, Xander? One of the first things that people told me and I, I think it was even Jody. Hey, man, this guy ran a 4-3 at the Combines. I think my first comment was, so? 4-3? Great. 
great. He can run to the delicatessen and get sandwiches for his whole line. Fantastic. He's a really fast guy. Can he complete a pass? I'm going to get to the Bears in a moment here. They don't play them. They don't play. Last year they did. Yeah, Paulie Shore, man, for the Eagles, man. That guy's got stats out the wazoo. Hey, you want to know what people are doing at Eagle Camp? You take a look at Paulie Shore's line on his Twitter page. That dude's got them all going. Josh, Big Sills got the Eagles and Rams in the NFC title game. Hey, yeah, all right. I don't know. No. <laughs> I love Xander's way of respecting people. Look, give a shit about their takes as long as they get clicks. Oh, no wonder Joe Rogan loves you. <laughs> I agree, Sills, with you about the Niners. Greg, they win seven games if they're lucky this year. Miles Sanders is not available. For what? Yes, GT, he can play preseason. Yes. And actually, if he's suspended and that thing stays for six games, he's actually eligible to come back after week four and start practicing with the team. Okay? I don't know. Polly Shore probably could pancake me, man. I don't know. With those great stats, probably knocked me right the hell over. Yeah, so Dabo, man. For Debo... Dabble. Dabble's coming on in the next couple next week. Dabble Sweeney's next week. Debo Samuel now has signed a let's see, a $73.5 million contract extension. And according to AJ Brown, AJ Brown is he, he didn't get traded. He 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 didn't get traded. <laughs> I got a tear for A.J. Brown. Another guy that's starting to get into my shit zone. Xander, this guy's starting to get into my shit zone too. A.J. Brown. He's starting to, you know, ease his way into my shit zone. And, you know, the Titans let me go. And, you know, dude, you got $25 million a year. Okay? You got $25 million a year. Okay? Xander's like this, man. He's already in the Jacob shit zone. Went after his went after our boy D Gun, man. Fake news, fake news. Dude, shut up, man. Not very credible. If Calvin really gets crucified. Dude, are you oh, wait a minute? So Eagle guy goes like this. Calvin really got suspended more for gambling than with Deshaun. You know why? They could prove. Dude, how many times do I gotta tell you? Eagle plan. Okay, Eagle fan, I think it was. They could prove Calvin Ridley gambled. They couldn't prove Deshaun Watson did anything wrong in a court of law. That ruling by that judge today is an opinion piece, like an op-ed in the Washington Post or the Philadelphia Inquirer. In her opinion... Her ruling is already null and void in a court of law. Because you know why? In the court of law, he passed two grand juries. 
You could never prove that case in a legitimate courtroom. And the NFL knows it. By the way, now that the ruling came in, that money in Cleveland is all guaranteed because it was officially ratified with that decision. They owe that dude $230.1 million in guarantee. They owe that guy right now, Deshaun Watson, a quarter of a billion dollars, no matter what happens, if he plays or not. (sighs) Ooh, man, what a deal. His agent's dope. $26 million wouldn't lie? No, 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 Dank. $26 women represented by one civil suit a civil uh, criminal attorney. Tony Busby is a civil lawyer professional, which means he sues people for money. So, like, let me get this right. Would they have, like, a smorgasbord? All 26 of the women got there, and Tony's in the middle of the room. Hey, we can get this guy. All of you here. (laughs) Hey, all of you here. We could get this guy. I mean, dude, what, did, did it really dawn on anybody? Like, think if these women were, like, independently represented. Don't you? I mean, don't, you don't find that odd that one attorney reps all of them. And he's a civil suit lawyer. <sighs> you couldn't prove this in court. That's why he's going to apply this. And that's why you have the snowflake media going like this. Well, he should be suspended for the full year. Why? Oh, I don't know. Just seems it. Oh. NFL knows it too. Watson, dirty boy. <laughs> that I agree with, Sydney. That I agree with. Hey, Lotus. Lotus says money grab on the Watson case. Let me tell you something. Somebody raped my daughter. I don't give a shit about the money. I want someone's ass. You could keep that money. I want that guy's ass. You put your hand on my daughter, I don't give a crap about your money. And if I think justice ain't being served, I'll tell you what. You see some of them dads walk into a courtroom, I'll show you some real Italian gooba justice. You put your hands on my kid who's trying to be a therapist to help people out with injuries and you pull that shit on my kid who went to school for it and you think you're going to get away with that, I'll show you some Italian justice. And I'll tell you this, we ain't talking money. Okay? I don't give a shit. I'll go to jail for the rest of my life. I've already prepared myself for that if somebody ever put their hands on my kid. I'm prepared for that. I'll show you some real justice. I'm not going after your money. I'm going after your ass. Then you find that weird? (laughs) You're talking to me about money. Hey, we could settle. Settle? The only way I'm settling is if that guy's dead or in jail. It's going to be up to the judge and the DA to make it happen because if you don't, I'm going to I'm going to get arrested. 
be put in that jail and I'm going to torture that guy for the rest of his life. Talking to me about settlements, 100 grand here, 200 grand here. Boy, man, if somebody did that to somebody else's daughter, I pray that somebody would have the same mentality I would. Because I wouldn't be talking about financial payouts. You'd be talking about bailing me out. <laughs> Lotus, right, he's buried He's buried in the parking lot over near the link. <laughs> Xander goes, hey, Sills, I'll Venmo you to bail. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Hey, before G. Cobb comes on, okay, let's talk about these bears here, man. What would you do if your daughter lied just to get money? We'd have a private conversation. I would never embarrass her publicly, but we'd have a private conversation. I always have my kids back. My kid don't act like that. My kid's a captain of her team. My kid's a leader. My kid is generally one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. I'm proud to be her father. My kid has got character. She's a leader. She's smart. People gravitate to her. People ask her for advice. She's got 10 times the common sense I ever had. That's not my kid. We don't have to talk in maybes with my kid. My kid's a professional leader. My kid's got morals and understands right and wrong. Isn't it funny? Sometimes when you teach your kid that, it's one of the most difficult things to teach is right and wrong. Never thought that'd be the hardest thing, but it is. You know how I taught my daughter right and wrong? I let her make decisions for herself. You can't dictate morals, morals to people. They have to find them out themselves. Those are the truly great leaders. It's an innate thing. It, they're born with it. I'm not near the leader my daughter was. I'm too selfish. 2022 Chicago Bears. Boy, I'll tell you something, man. For one of the greatest franchises in the National Football League, the Week 15 opponent for the Philadelphia Eagles is in an absolute nuclear meltdown here. They completely had to make changes in the front office. Um, brand new general manager, Ryan Poles, and then they get Matt Eberfluss as the new head football coach. Have no idea who these guys are, okay? Brand new front office. New approach. The McCaskey family, really, since the Hallis family ran the team, has driven this team into the toilet bowl. I mean, Justin Fields, everyone knows I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan, of really, of any Ohio State quarterback because you couldn't name me an Ohio State quarterback that's ever been successful in the NFL. You couldn't name me one. Maybe a little bit of Arch Schleister. Um, but really... Nobody from that organization has had any success whatsoever in the 155 years of the program. And Justin Fields was not going to change that ideology of the quarterbacks being NFL ready. You, you, you want to hear something crazy? Purdue has more of a quarterback heritage in the Big Ten than what Ohio State does. Drew Brees, Len Dawson, Bob Greasy. That's three Hall of Fame guys right there. You got three Hall of Fame NFL quarterbacks from Purdue. 
Jim Everett came out of that place. Think about that, man. You got Breeze, Len Dawson, and Bob Greasy. You got three Hall of Fame quarterbacks that went to that went to Purdue. You don't even have a decent starter out of Ohio State. Joe Burrow is an Ohio State quarterback. Oh, I don't remember that. I know he was there, but I could have swore that guy won the Heisman at LSU and the national championship at LSU. And you'll find out next year. We'll see. C.J. Stroud, there I said it. We'll see. So he'll be the first quarterback in 160 years of Ohio State football. Kyle Orton was solid. (laughs) Have to admit, Joe Burrow is better than Hurts. Wow, what a reach. (laughs) Hey, you really went on a limb, Hawk. Okay, hey, that's a limb. Hey, look at – hey, Xander, look at Hawk there. What an absolute massive take that is. I have to admit, Burrow's better than Hurts. That's the kind of fundamental takes we like here on the National Football Show. Hey, big pick, and thank you, brother. Right? Burt Jones went to LSU. Burt Jones is a good quarterback. Got hurt, ran too much. Oh, that's right. You guys like the running quarterback. Yeah, man, I didn't really write too much down about the Bears because they're going to stink. They're not very good. The Eagles, by then, let's see, by by week by week 15, they should be in shape. Okay? They should be in shape by week 15. Sig Luckman was the last quarterback for the Bears. Yeah. Hey, William, that was 62 years ago. There's the first time for everything. Hey, look at Flex. Yes, there is Flex. There's the first time for everything. Wow. We got some poetic comments here being made today. I have to admit, Joe Burrow's better than Hurts. And there's a first time, there's a first time for everything. Man, we're breaking it down today. Holy cow. Wow, are we on fire, man? Everybody's on fire today. Yeah, man. So I saw Jason Kelsey. Jordan Davis, man. He's killing it. I was like, were they in pads? Then I looked and I went on the Eagle Twitter page and I saw they were in helmets and shorts again and practicing 42 minutes. But you get the really good man. Is it me or is everyone in every camp overcooking everything? Man, this guy, I just it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This guy's really showing me a lot. I'm like, how could you even remotely be serious? It's gotta be for idiotic people who take people's word and they, I, I guess it's being optimistic. I probably shouldn't say that. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to goof on Jason Kelsey. Pads tomorrow. Adam, four straight days of practice and we get the fifth day in shoulder pads. Is it one practice or two? Man, these guys are going to be rocking and rolling tomorrow, man. They'll probably be out there a total of 15 minutes in full gear, get themselves back in the AC, ready to rock, man. 
had themselves like um, a mocha and what would they be doing? Rock, paper, scissors? Can't wait. They probably get more practice on rock, paper, scissors than they do when it comes to nine on seven. Brian, because you have the best show on the internet. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Thank you very much, man. I saw Camp Jurgens stood up Jordan Davis in camp notes. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> he stood him up doing what? Okay. He stood him up how? Hertz isn't as good in camp as he was last year, says Mike. Uh-oh. Mike, don't start reporting that. Okay, the only place that you'll be welcome is here on Jacob. Don't start saying that, Mike. You call some of the radio shows in Philly and you say he don't look as good as he did last year in camp. You can run off the stations. You kidding me, man? One station, the Fanatic, man, can't get Eagle guys on. The other station, okay, is the cheerleader station. The only station that gives you fair and balanced? Gee, I sound like Brett Bear. The only place you get fair and balanced is right here on Jacob. Honestly, with a little sarcasm, they had shoulder pads on today. <sighs> yeah, they weren't in full gear, though. Will Levis, Eagles quarterback, 2023. Man. <laughs> uh, a little sarcasm. Yeah, never hurt anybody. That's okay. You're to go. Thank you, Mike. Sills, go on an Eagles game with the Dallas jersey on in Philly. <laughs> no, Flex wants me to get my ass kicked. Flex, that's not very nice, man. What kind of guy would set me up to get my ass kicked? An Eagle fan. <laughs> Sills, hey, Sills, I want you to wear this. A Carson Wentz jersey. Hey, wait a minute now. Will Carson Wentz, Jersey Eagle fans, will they get ripped week 10 at the link? If an Eagle fan is wearing a Wentz jersey, week 10 versus Washington, is he getting his ass kicked? He's got an Eagle jersey on. He's got an Eagle jersey on, and he's also kind of telling you maybe you he was against Wentz being moved. So you got to show him some respect. Got to show him some respect, man. Hawk says, Cilio, I went. Hey, Xander. Hawk, 215. Cilio, I bet my bottom dollar you take Herbert. Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, I wouldn't take Fields over Hurts. But I would take Justin Herbert. So you would take Hurts over Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh. Getting a beer in the head on the Wentz jersey. <laughs> hey, in a can? 
hitting a guy in the head. Oh, man. Holy cow. You would rather have Jalen Hurts over Justin Fields? Yeah, I don't think Justin Fields. Yeah, I think Justin Fields is not very good. I think Jalen's better. I think Jalen better than Justin Fields. I do. The Foles jersey coming out at Commander Carson <laughs> Commander Carson Bowl. <laughs> uh, oh, you think? Oh my God! There'll be a shit ton of. There'll be. Hey, wow! Hurts four and two. It, Hurts four and two. You wear Hurts. C and Z cap. So you want to get to the bye. If you get to the bye and you're four and two instead of two and four, like I said. Four wins and you want a prize. That's Xander's response to you guys. <laughs> hey, we won the first one. Sills, I'm so glad I found Jacob Sports Talk. I couldn't stomach ESPN or FS1 anymore. Thank you, Ryan. Those are very kind, dude. Gigi, hey, Xander, hook me up on the uh, Milton Williams injury. He got hurt today? Jesus criminy. Hell, Danny Dimes beat Hurts last year. Look at that. Danny Dimes outdueled. <laughs> it didn't hey, wasn't it Mike Glennon in the other game? Did it didn't Hurts beat like Mike Glennon in the other game, right? Danny Dimes beat Jalen Hurts last year. Danny Dimes. Oh. With fields in this offense, we win eleven games. Absolutely not. Man, you ha we haven't seen anything out of that guy. Milton is okay. He got shaken up over the weekend. He is back in pads and getting back to full speed. That's good. Okay, good deal, man. They need that kid. I think that kid's going to be a versatile point when it comes to moving him up and down the line of scrimmage. You can play him at end, tackle, nose, shade him. I like him a lot. Taco says, why does Sills hate Hurts that bad? I don't hate Hurts that bad. He's just not good enough to be your starter. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What that means. You're still going to win a lot of games. 
beat Dallas. F Dallas. <laughs> Danny Dimes beat Brady too. Giants beat the Bucks last year? I don't remember that. They did. I, I'll take your word for it. Hurts can squat more than Sills. That's right. That's right. No, he can't. No, no, no. Very few human beings who could touch big Sills in the weight room. 810 squat. 605 bench. Come on now, kid. Let's not get crazy here. I was what they call nowadays a horse in the weight room. Every weight room I walked in, I owned the dumbbells. Get out of there, guy. Big Sills is here. (laughs) Everywhere I went, with my wife too. Get out of there. I need to use the pull-down machine. (laughs) Some little, like, I could never go to those, like, um, 24 fitness places. Okay. <laughs> hey, I could never because there'd be somebody there with like like an Italian shirt on, you know, like Xander. And they'd be all like, you know, doing pull downs and shit. And I'd be like, get the hell out of here, man. It's not working for me. It's not working. <laughs> Woo wee. Hey, you know what I can't I, before I get Gary Cobb in here. Do you know what I'm hearing? Man, Jordan Davis looks good in helmets and shorts. Shit. These guys are really just getting it going on here, man, with helmets and shorts. I got to tell you, man, I've not seen, you know, more talk when it comes to helmets and shorts. Let's bring in my guy, Gary Cobb. How you doing, G Cobb? How you doing? I'm going to show you this, man, right out of the gate. I, I can't hear you. You can't. Can you hear me now? Are we good? Sandra, let's see if we can hook that up. Got to show you guys one more time that. It's one of my prized possessions. Look at that, huh? See if we can hook G Cobb up again here. Wanted to start him off with that. He's at the train terminal. Oof. That could be a problem. Gary's at the train terminal. Might not work well. We may have to get him a little bit later. Let's see what we can do here. So we'll continue the conversation here. Actually, um, Xander, you want me to take a time out here? Because we got to take a break anyway. Hey, smile. That was one of the things about that signed picture. Um, was that, you know, and and he signed it in green, okay? And he signed it in green, in Celtic green. Let's take a time out here. Hey, by the way, don't forget my great friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. Guys, understand this. If you get hurt or injured on the job, finding an attorney and having an attorney represent you in a court of law when it comes to compensation – is one of the most important things that you can possibly have for your family. And Morgan & Morgan over the last 30 years has collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients. Means this, they're going to make sure they do their very best to get you your fair compensation because if you don't get paid, they don't get paid. That's how it works. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, the biggest law firm 
in the country will not be intimidated. They will make sure they go to battle for you. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Also, they're open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Working on Gene Cobb, he's in the 
train station. So we're working on getting him on here. Hopefully we're able to connect either today or tomorrow. So stay tuned. We'll give you an update here, seeing if we can maybe uh, work my friend Gary Cobb in here. Hopefully that we have a, um, a better connection here. So till then, um, let's see if we can do it right now. Hopefully we can make it happen here. Let's see if G Cobb can make it happen. G Cobb, can you hear me? Hey, how you, how you doing? It, it, it's still uh, the uh, the Wi-Fi here is just not that good. The uh, Amtrak Wi-Fi, you know, uh, I'm doing a honeydew. I got to pick up the Miz she's coming in on the train, you know. You want to get me in trouble. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you but, hear me, um, G? Gary, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah good, I okay. Yeah. yeah. Gary, well, hey, we'll just do a couple questions then here today. Let's do this here. You okay with A.J. Brown yeah. barking as much as he's barking and really – you know, still talking about the Tennessee Titans and how they handled everything. I mean, are you all right with that, or is that just today's player? I, I don't like it. I mean, I don't like it because, hey, man, that's yesterday's news, dude. You know, you should have took care of that before. We don't need that right now. That's not helping this football team. Uh, I do like the way the kid works. I think he's a good kid, but I think that uh, he probably would get the best advice would be to say, look, A.J., tell those guys, whatever. That's yesterday's news. Dudes, we're not interested, you know, in that. Right now, it's all about the Eagles and the work they're doing. And, and they got some good things going out there. I mean, he's having some good battles with Darius Slay and and um, and uh, all, the other, all the other corners out there. I mean, really having some good, uh, good battles out there. And he, he's a big physical receiver, and I, he's definitely going to help them, you know. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about him being there, but if, if I were one of his teammates, I'd tell him, look, dude, man, I don't want to hear about the Titans and everything, man. We don't, we don't, we don't need it. Tit we don't care about the Titans. I know, man. I just, I don't, I don't really get that mentality either, but maybe that's just the guys of today. Gary, I can't yeah. get away from the fact that these guys don't practice hard. I mean, I don't know how they're, and, and, and Gary, make, watch this. <laughs> I do sound like old man, get off my lawn, dude, but you're not yeah. finishing clocks. You're not even doing – how is N'Kobe Dean supposed to know what a proper fit is on a twist stunt when you're running yeah. things in helmets and short and you're running it a half speed? I mean, you, you're, they're going to wait until the games to find out proper fits and that, that organized team practices. I just don't think that's enough. Am I wrong? Am I making more of it? Well, you know, it, it bothers me. You know, uh, I, I think that – at times, you know, in the past, you know, we went too far with the hitting and uh, guys would go into camp kind of beat up. But I'm talking about the hitting part. I think when it comes to, you know, working on, you know, your pass, your, your uh, you know, let's say rushing the passer, especially you don't have even have pads. on. These guys put shoulder pads on the day and it's like a big deal. Man, who cares, man? You guys got shoulder pads on. You know, I don't think that's a big deal. So I, I think they should be practicing longer because the timing of things offensively, you need do th you need reps. These guys haven't played together a long time. You want to get those reps right. And so I, I would like to see them putting in more time there. Uh, I can understand not doing a lot of hitting, but they're not going to do any tackling the whole camp. No tackling. I mean, come on. It's tackle football. It's not touch football. So No I, tackling? I, I just think they just go into extremes about it. Wait a no minute, tackling. wait a minute. He said Gary, gonna, there's going to be no No tackling. <laughs> no tackling. Hey, 
Nick Sirianni said it today. No tackling the whole camp. No tackling. I'm going, what are you playing? Touch is the touch football league? Dude, man, I mean, I thought I I feel like I'm playing in the lingerie league now. Yeah. Hey, he said, hey, no tackling, man. The whole camp. I'm going like, you're not gonna be here that long, anything. And you, you're not gonna do any tackling. I mean, so you know, I, I think the I think it, it gets to the point where the linebackers, I think you need to tackle some, you know. You you need to tackle if you're a linebacker, you gotta tackle some. I mean, that's just part of the job. So I don't understand it, you know, but th- this is this is the way that they're doing it now. In fact, I really like the linebackers. I mean, I like the group of guys they've got in there. They got some good young linebackers, and I, I think they're going to be able to do some good things. But uh, you know, I would like to see them doing more out there at camp. But you know, it's just a little short. You know, uh, seven on seven. You know, a little team drill, and then hey, let's take it in. <laughs> Hey, dude, I got two questions for you. Hey, Miles Sanders, I actually kind of like Gary, him going into camp with a with a lumberyard on his shoulder. You know, I, I kind of like it. He wants respect. He wants all this. He wants a contract. He feels he's not getting a lot of respect from the organization. This might be a good thing for him, no, going into this camp? You know, I, I think it is because – you know, he hasn't played as well as I think he's capable. You know, uh, I'm talking about times where dropping balls, you know, uh, you know, uh, not running your route properly, not picking up the blitz, things like that. Because as a runner, he's clearly their best running back. I mean, uh, but as for a thorough running back, those guys do a better job. I mean, Gainwell and even Boston Scott, they do a better job when it comes to catching the ball, running screens, you know, where you, you make sure uh, I, I, I do like the fact that, you know, he, he, it bothers him. Good. Good. Because the way you play bothers us, you know, because times you, you, it's, it's not sharp. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree, Gary. Gary, finally here, the, the, the Sean Watson ruling, just your take on it. I see him be sharper. And I don't think he, I don't think he's going to be here after this anyway. Cause I don't think they're going to give him the big money. But I think that he's clearly capable of playing better. You know, so from that standpoint, I I like this fact that Boston isn't happy because uh, you know I don't see how anybody could be happy with what he's done for the Eagles so far. When he was a second round draft pick, he's very talented, and he's dropping too many balls. He's hurt too often. He's got to give them more than he's giving. So I, I think it's good that, that he's not happy in camp. Hey, final question for good. you, Gary. Just your comments on the Deshaun Watson uh, ruling. I think we lost him here, uh, Xander. It's all good here, man. We appreciate it, though, Gary. Thank you so much for taking time with us, man. Thank you again. I mean, yeah. Um, so Nick Sirianni came out today. And said, you guys aren't tackling. Oh, can you hang on for a minute? No. Tackling in tackle football. Hold on. Hold on. 
We're going to hit on that when we come back out of the timeout. No tackling in tackling football, according to the Eagle head coach. Hold on here. Hold on here. Here, here. You want me to take it to the top? Okay. You, you, you want to go to the top? As a matter of fact, I think this is good. So the head football coach, oh, you're going to be two and four by the by, and there is no doubt in my mind. If you want to send me all your money on Venmo now, okay, you go right ahead and you can send it to me. I'm taking all bets. (laughs) So you're not tackling, you're not practicing hard, and you're going to be barely in full gear, and nobody's playing in the X. So wait, correct me if I'm wrong. What head coach would listen to a general manager put this out here? Wait a minute. I'm going to, hey, hang on, hang on. I'm going to write down what I know, and then you guys can tell me if it's fake news. Hang on. Starters are not playing in exhibition games. Practice is an hour and a half. Mostly in shorts and helmets. Zero tackling in camp. Here's your head coach. How do you play defense? If Let's just take the offense away and not talk Jalen Hurts here. You're a defensive player. Okay? Starters aren't playing exhibition games. Practice is an hour and a half. 90% of practice is in helmets and, sh- helmets and shorts, and there's no tackling. Are you all right with that? How can you build up a mentality of toughness and tough guy football when you're not hitting anybody in a physically contact game like football? That would be like being in a boxing match and not throwing hands. And just dancing around with one another. How would you like to go into a heavyweight championship fight and you're sparring, you're not hitting anybody. You're not even, no, you're hitting just a bag. And then when you get into the ring with Mike Tyson, he hits you in the chin and all bets are off. What's that thing Tyson says? Yeah, everybody's got to plan until you get knocked in the mouth. 
Look to me like the Eagles got it. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. Last year is complete fool's gold. Wow. Man, they they think they were Super Bowl contenders last year. These guys are practicing like they're 38-year-old veteran guys. And like you got Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't practice this week in soft. Jesus criminy, man. It's like flag football. No, I know the Olympics are trying to look for flag football guys. The Eagles got a whole roster of them. Holy cow. This is soft. No tackling? I have never in my life been in a camp. I've never been to – I've never. Here, watch this. I'm going to show you. Hey, look, guys. I'm not going to pretend like I was some sort of, like, 18-year vet like, like Barrett Brooks. But I'm going to show you this. Okay. I had two training camps in Tampa. I had two training camps in Dallas. I had a training camp in Detroit. Okay? I had a training camp with the World League. I had a training camp with the Canadian Football League. I had a training camp with the Arena League. Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. I had nine professional training camps. And in any one of those levels and in any one of those leagues, I never went to a practice where nobody tackled anybody or nobody hit anybody. In my five years in college, I've never been to a practice where I didn't hit anybody or tackle anybody. In my four years of high school, I never went to a practice where I didn't hit or tackle something. But in Philly, you guys are. Oh, I got the Lions week one. I'm going to. No, hey, Eagles are going to win, but I might take the uh, Lions in the three and a half. (laughs) I might take that three and a half in the Lions. GT, take the points. You said it right there, baby. Dude. The United States Marine Corps camps are harder than any of these things that they're doing right here. Hey, Gigi, it's weird. Who in their – what coach in their right – that's not a coach. That's Howie Roseman doing this. Okay? Bro, hey, man, I, you know, I, I, I was really kind of trying to make it a joke here a little bit. But now I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna be serious with you guys. I'm concerned about this team now. They're not ready. They'll be healthy. They're not they're not a very well prepared team. You know, and I heard watch this, Xander. I heard Barrett. And he was out at practice like two days over the weekend. And I heard what Barrett said that they know what they're doing. Bro, it's it's helmets and shorts. It's conditioning drills. They're not real reps. Guys running cool routes against no competition and no pressure. Guys are battling. You're not really battling if you don't have pads on and you ain't hitting anybody. Let me tell you something. When you get the shit hit out of you in an NFL game, it's a train wreck. These guys ain't going to be prepared for that. High school football practices are harder. 
I'll take the Eagles in any game this season, a hundred a thousand dollars a game. No hitting, no tackling. Dude, no hitting, no tackling at Eagle Camp. I don't know. I don't really know what to say anymore. Dude, I am taking. No hitting or Gary Cobb said that Sirianni said it today. There's no tackling in camp. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do some homework tonight and I'm going to call some of my friends at other camps like the Giants and why. Oh, I know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk to Ron Rivera. And I'm going to ask Ron Rivera if they're hitting. And if Jack Del Rio and that defense aren't tackling or aren't hitting. Because I got to find out if this is just a league deal here. I, 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 I'm I, going to pray it's a league deal and it's not just a snowflake eagle deal. Hey, five-star, you could be right. You could be right. Now I know why they started two and five. Was it because they weren't good last year? Because they were so underprepared and they're going to be under. Hey, do the Eagles have the talent to win 12 games this year? Yes. Do the Eagles have the coaching to win 12 games? I don't know. You imagine having a general manager with the influence of a coach to tell him not to play football. They're not playing football, dude. They're playing touch football. You might as well put flags on them. You might as well put flags on these guys. No tackling, no contact, very little contact. And the contact they're going to have is going to be organized like this. Like when you scrimmage the Jets or such, they're going to stop it to teach. And it's going to be kind of like a scrimmage, but not really. Because they're going to keep it organized so no one gets hurt. It, it, it's got to be me. Whew. How can you play football and not tackle anybody? I mean, honestly, it's like you're you're sparring to prepare for a heavyweight championship fight. And you don't hit anybody. And you don't get hit until you get into the ring with Tyson. <laughs> How would you like to fight Tyson and nobody hit you for six weeks and you're training for six to 12 weeks and you're hitting a bag and you're sparring, but you're not really throwing dukes. You're just working on feet. You're kind of like, you know, moving around with one another. You're not hitting each other. Then you get into the first round and Tyson hits you with a right hand in the head. Where's that? I hadn't been hit like that before. Holy, you, you have to put your dukes up. The Eagles are going to be in a defensive mode in the first couple games because they're not practicing game tempo. How do you practice game tempo? I told you that's one of the most important things that teams do to get ready for a season. You never want to be shocked by the speed of the game because you're not practicing the speed of the game. But they know where to run to when it comes to their water breaks. Great. Dan, you're an old man lost in a young man's world. 
That's what great says. Well, you'll be two and five too. I guarantee you Dan Campbell's hitting. Work last year? Yeah, until you hey Philly talk podcast. It worked last year until you got into games that matter, and then you got your faces handed to you. You got your shit handed to you in games that were played against good teams that were prepared. Every time you played against a good football team, okay? Every time he's every time they play against somebody who was a better football team last year, they got their shit handed to them. Work last year? Yeah, they got crushed in the playoff game. They got crushed in games that were against winning football teams too. Better get Howie or Hey, hey, I'm no, I'm going to find out, man, about cuz if it really is, man, maybe I am old man Dan. Maybe hey, health-wise. What's health-wise got to do? 2017, you guys were musical chairs. The Philly Talk podcast you were you were a mash unit in 2017. You won the Super Bowl. Last year you were healthy and got destroyed in the playoff game and against teams that had winning records. What's the point? I'd rather have my football team ready to play, practicing game tempo, practicing football. <laughs> You're not practicing football. Like throwing a nerf ball around. No, 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 Birdman. You're not going to suck. I think it's just going to be a slow start. Okay? I I don't think you're going to suck. I do not. I do not. I do not. I just think it's going to be a slow start, bro. All right. Hour three. Man, I'm going to reset. And a little bit more on the Deshaun Watson ruling. And Miles Sanders, is it a good thing he's complaining about no respect? The guy sounds like Rodney Dangerfield. Hour three, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. 
And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Never did I think it would go on in Philadelphia. Big Seals, Hour 3, please hit the like button. Thank you very much. From what I'm understanding, um, the 49ers had a full gear practice today. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Gary Cobb, who was on with us in the last hour, said that uh, Nick Sirianni came out and said that, um, yeah, there's no tackling in uh, Eagle training camp this year. Okay. You got short practices. You're not playing your players in exhibition football games. Quality reps. Um, you're relying on more on the controlled scrimmages and what they do in helmets and shorts to get an evaluation. In your common sense, if you put it together – you truly believe that Jalen Hurts got better this offseason. How many people believe with that mentality he got better? Yes or no? How does the defense get better if you don't hit anybody? Shit, that's what they do. I think it's a bigger problem than you guys are making it. Not. Sorry. You play football. You know what's funny? There's two fundamental things that will always tell me how people look at games and how people look at winning teams. There's two fundamentals that have gone into the game since 1920. You know what that is? Run the ball, stop the run. You do those two fundamental things, you know what that means? You're going to be in every football game that you're in, and you've got a chance to win every game that you're in. You can't do those two things. Your football team is traditionally one-dimensional and they're probably marginal. The teams that have – look at the Titans. They made a career out of doing that. Number one seed in the AFC last year. They beat all those high-powered offenses and they lost Derrick Henry. They didn't have A.J. Brown. They had just Ryan Tannehill and a bunch of other dudes like Julio Jones. And by the way, you see Julio Jones and Tom Brady – I don't know about you, Xander. I don't know if you've been keeping an eye on that. But, um, okay, 
Julio looks like he's got like like um, a shot of energy in his career. This guy's diving after passes. I mean, okay, if you're telling me how good Jalen looks, so you got Mike Evans, Godwin, and you got Julio in Tampa. I don't know. He surely looks good. He surely looks good. Eagles fan, this may be somewhere you and I are going to agree on. This is Howie meddling. This is Howie sitting down with the head coach where he has no place and telling Nick Sirianni how to run practice. The general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles is telling the head coach how to run practice with his players. Can you imagine rolling into Andy Reid's practice and how he telling Andy Reid, you can't play Patrick Mahomes or you can't practice him this long or you can't have Travis Kelsey in this scrimmage or you can't have home- – Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey working on slant passes in a scrimmage. Can you imagine telling Andy Reid that? This is where Doug Peterson and Howie must have really got into it. I can't think of anybody walking in, and I'm just going to give it to you this. Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson had some of the most epic battles on sidelines with hollering at one another. And I can promise you this. You were never going to walk onto the field and tell Jimmy Johnson how to run his practice. That was not happening. But Sirianni sits down with the team physicians, the GM. I wonder if the owner's there. The head coach. So those those three guys, the GM, head coach, and the medical dudes, are all determining how they're going to run practice because the Eagles have felt over the years, especially the last five, that they have felt that their teams have been injured too much, so they want to try to curb that. So they think lack of preparation, lack of contact is the way to go. How do you fundamentally put that into a game that it's all about contact? It's all about effort. It's all about fits. It's all about how do you work on contact technique on a chalkboard, on a Zoom call? How are you getting it across to Jalen Hurts pitching and catching? Like playing, you know that shit that they on that website of theirs, that Twitter website of theirs, the Eagles? Bro, it's like your father and you going in your backyard and catching against your buddy in the neighborhood. Those aren't real reps. Well, it's Darius Slay versus Devontae Smith. In what? Touch football? How do you physically have a battle? You know what? Here, I'm going to tell you guys, and I'm going to give you guys just a little bit of how Coach Jimmy Johnson did it too. By the way, it resulted in three Super Bowls. He believed that the number ones versus the number twos go out there and just pound one another. And we went after each other. Went after it tackle, put guys on the ground. Only person we couldn't hit was the quarterback. Everyone else was fair game. 
You practice your energy level. You practice your hitting. You practice your technique. How can you practice technique in a game? You're trying to take the practice reps so that it prepares you for the game. You don't have any practice reps. I'm sorry, but I'm going to make more of this. So now Jalen Hurts has moved down to number three on my bullseye. It's Jonathan Gannon, number one. It's Nick Sirianni, number two. And it's Jalen Hurts, number three. I'm telling you right now, I don't like the way these guys run this football team. I think last year's nine wins, I want to see him do it again. I don't believe it. He beat a bunch of bums last year. Beat a team that matters, and I'll go like this. I'm wrong. I'll tell you this. I got more faith in Jalen Hurts having a good year than I do Nick Sirianni having a good year. I don't subscribe to this. I am not going to subscribe to this until I see, and you guys are going to go like this. Seals at work last year. It did? Really? You got nine wins versus nobodies. You beat no team that mattered. No team that mattered. And when you played against good teams, you were never in them. Good quarterbacks ran the Eagles off the field, even at home. Shit, Andy Reid didn't even have to throw the ball. He ran it for 200 yards, and that's not quite what they do. Dude, no tackling, no hitting, no practicing. Hour of practice, and we're going to be limited in who's going to play in the exhibition season. I don't know if you tell me you think that's preparation. You think this team's really going to be prepared when they don't do any of the fundamentals? How about this? I'll even compromise. You know what I'll do? I'll even compromise on this. You don't have to practice three hours like we did. Hey, I'll tell you what. So it don't sound like old man. Okay? So I don't sound like old man. Xander, I'll tell you what. I'll compromise. All right, you don't have to practice three and a half hours. You practice an hour and a half, full gear. At least twice a week. Two-a-days, too. And I'll give you this. Do it for 14 days. You don't have to do it for the full month. At least have a couple two-a-day practices where you're in full gear. Okay? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Inside drill. Team drill. Tackling drill. Put a guy in the ground. Okay? Okay? Play your starters in the exhibition in the exhibition games. One series. One. Just to get game tempo. Okay? Make camp matter. These guys are wasting camp. Dude, 49ers had full gear today. The players practice more in their own time. Eagle fan, it's a team game. This ain't boxing and golf where you can hit wedge shots in your backyard into a cup. This is a team sport. When Nicobe Dean is lining up behind Jordan Davis or Fletcher Cox and they run a T-stunt, you got to know where to fit into that and gain tempo. You can't do that in a walkthrough. 
You can't do that in your backyard with two bags and your kid and your cat. Andre Waters and Brian Dawkins going head-to-head with one another back in the day, and these guys here are playing patty cake. The new world of load management, don't like it, honestly, but a lot see it that way. Yeah, but Philly Talk Podcast, let me throw this at you here. If I had Tom Brady as my starting quarterback in Philly or Aaron Rodgers or any of the really good quarterbacks, I'd feel more comfortable with that. But you got a quarterback that we've been talking about. Let's wait and see how he plays. Jalen Hurts has not gotten better this offseason. The team around him has gotten better, and that's been the illusion that people are saying he's going to be better. Xander and everybody, I'm telling you, he hasn't, there's no way he got better. And I'm I'm not talking, watch this, working with Tom House, this is a team sport. What the fool's gold is in this, is this, the team around him got better. Adding A.J. Brown is like four brand new tires on your car and it looks great. Still the same car. Still the same car. Mike on YouTube says, your best ability is your availability. Tell that to your 2017 team. A 2017 team would wipe the floor with this team. Hey, who would win in that game? Pick a quarterback, too. You can have Foles or Wentz. Who would you take in that game? I've never asked that question. 60 minutes of ball. Who would you take? Doug Peterson's 2017 team or this so-called hype machine? You know that mean machine back in the longest yard? You know, with Burt Reynolds? This is like hype machine, hype machine, hype machine. (laughs) The dudes that won it all. Easy answer. Oh, no, I I guarantee you, those guys probably took practices off too and didn't hit. I'm sure Doug was going like this. Yeah, don't worry about it. We ain't tackling. Shit, I'll take Foles over Wentz, who was the MVP that year, if he finishes the season. And they wiped the floor with this team. Dude, (laughs) if Doug Peterson was coaching this football team, man, there'd be so much hell going on. Boy, I'll tell you what, it, it would be negative energy coming out of that building with that mentality. They got rid of Doug Peterson so they can have this mentality because Doug liked practicing hard. Now I get it. Now I know why Doug Peterson was fired. Coaching staff, GM, and medical staff tell you how to run your practice. Jesus Christ. Boy, I really am old. I admit it. I admit it. I'm old. Poof. 
Oh, my God. Look at what Little says. Eagles over under missing 20 tackles game one. I think you're at the number, dude. Lato, I think you're at the number, man. That's that's a great line. How many tackles do you think they miss in week one? Over 20, under 20. God, that's great. Because I think that's the number. I think you're right on with the number, dude. I'm going to put that line up too, man. Over, under, 20 missed tackles in game one. When you're not hitting or tack, you don't practice. The number one thing that football was centered around, putting people on the ground. What's next? They're not going to catch the ball? Jesus. No such thing as smash mouth. Hey, you know what's crazy? The Eagles had one of the greatest smash mouth games last year in the league, too. But it took you seven weeks to figure it out. Took you seven weeks. Then you got don't, don't you must think that that's a coincidence. Like in week seven, the team looked completely different than it did. And I get they changed from throwing the ball 37 times. I get it. I get it. I get it. But the team looked different. Practicing with the same CBA, 49ers were in full gear today practicing. Okay? Then how come those good teams that played against the Eagles last year, if you're talking to me about CBA, every time those good teams played and came into the link, they crushed them. Who cares? Numbers are racist. What numbers are you talking about? GT, yay, GT. Starting off running the ball, they better. They better start off running. You know what? It's a great point, GT. They may be doing this. They may be doing that. Because run blocking, you're just going to line it up and let's go. And then you can incrementally add the passing game to it. Okay, maybe that's how they're going to go in the approach. Okay. Mike on YouTube. Oh, the Rams did pretty well. Well, the Rams have a veteran quarterback in Matthew Stafford. They got an experienced quarterback. You don't. Okay. You're comparing your team to teams that have these veteran quarterbacks that are spectacular. You don't have a spectacular quarterback. We'll work on that, bro. We'll get them all on. Like the fans' perspective. You know I do. Wait, the quarterback doesn't tackle and the Rams don't tackle. Yeah, so you got a your veteran quarterback, and it's a veteran team. And you've got a great coach in Sean McVay. You have neither of that in Philly. Are you trying to compare Nick Sirianni to Sean McVay, who's been to two Super Bowls by the age of 36 and won one of them? 
you're not doing that. You're not comparing Jalen to Stafford or the way he play calls. <laughs> you're, 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 you're really not doing that, right? I told you, I'd feel more comfortable if you were a veteran team like the Rams, the Packers, or the Bucks. But those teams, oh, that's right. So you think Tom Brady's not going to play any exhibition um, games this year. And you actually think that they're not practicing hard in Tampa? I happen, I happen to know that they are hitting in Tampa. I talked to Bruce Arians last night. Okay, I happen to know that. Our talent is compatible to the... So this dude thinks that the Eagles have the same talent that the Rams have. You don't have a pass rusher in the league of Aaron Donald. You don't have a corner guy in the league of Jalen Ramsey. You don't have a quarterback in the league of Matthew Stafford. And your wide receiver is not in the league of Cooper Cup. Shit, Allen Robinson is... Probably better than Devontae right now in his career. What are you talking about? The only thing you're fundamentally better at is your old line. Let's be realistic. AJ, look at this. AJ, 1,000 yards. Devontae, 900. Goddard, 850. Running back, 600. Lito, yeah. Lito, yeah, that's about right. Lito, I'm with you. Like this guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. 1,000 yards for AJ. 900 yards for Devontae. 850 Goddard. Could be reversed. Hey, Lito, could be reversed. 900 for Goddard. 850 for Devontae. Running backs as a collection, 600 yards, random receivers, the rest of the depth, Quez, Zach, those guys. Sounds right. You're right. Mike on YouTube thinks the Rams and the Eagles are compatible. You got a quarterback that can multi-read and knows how to figure out a game. You got a quarterback in Philly who's a running back that plays the quarterback position. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not close. So you think that Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson are compatible to A.J. Brown and Devontae. One guy had 1,900 yards, and the other guy just got a mega deal, too, and is a 1,000-yard receiver in Allen Robinson. Okay. And you've got one of the best shutdown corners in the league. And you've got one of the greatest defensive linemen in the history of the sport. And you think it's compatible. What guy on the Eagles do you consider a top five player? Watch this. Let's just do it in the NFC. Matthew Stafford's one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFC. You got one of the top three corners in the NFL, let alone NFC and Jalen. You got the top pass rusher in the league and Aaron Donald. 
where on the Eagle team is anybody in the top three or five? Your tight end? Your right tackle? Malata's not a top five tackle yet. He's getting there. He's a top 10 guy. Kelsey, okay, Kelsey, I agree. You know what's crazy about that, though? Your offensive line is where your stars are. You have no playmakers that compare to what those guys do. And to be candid, A.J. Brown's numbers are pedestrian in Tennessee. They were pedestrian. 1,000 yards, 1,050. His touchdown numbers were good, really good. But his receiving yards were pedestrian over three years. Guy averaged 900 yards, 990 yards over three years. That's not great. It's good. It's not great. I wouldn't say they were awesome. Okay. Yeah, well, you know what's funny? Tannehill had the number one ranked team in the AFC last year going into the playoffs. They were the top seed. They had to buy. You can say he sucks all you want, but Chiefs weren't. Chargers weren't. No, no, no. The Bengals weren't. The Titans were. And Brown missed four games, and Derrick Henry missed 10. Darius Slay is not a top three corner. Not in your life. You must have you must have not been watching the games that I was watching last year when those quarterbacks were playing against the Eagles and putting up those percentages because they destroyed the secondary. What were you watching? Yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry missed 10 games. Missed 10 games. Still at 937. Hey, to Xander's boy. Derrick Henry missed 10 games, and he still finished ninth in rushing. Dude, that guy's a bad mofo. That guy is a bad dude, man. That is a bad dude. He, would, I think he'd have got 2,200 rushing yards last year. Okay? Oscar, he missed – A.J. missed four games last year. I think he missed four. I think they were down the stretch, too. Would you rather still have Wentz? He's a better passer. Numbers last year proved it, too. He makes the most incredibly awful football tape I've ever seen from a quarterback. Mike, that was the worst eight minutes of football. I saw all of 2021 in that Titans game. And then if you want to go even into the Jag game at the end of the year. It, terrible. 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 Worst eight minutes of football I ever saw last year in that Titans, the underarm thing, the pick six shit. I mean, I, I'd rather have had him take a safety or punt it than what he did. It, I, I mean, it was nauseating. The Incredible Hulk moonlighting as a running back. Dude, man, that guy is a beast. Seals, who's better, Derrick Henry or Earl Campbell? Man, great call. Flip a coin, you win. I'll, hey, watch this. Greg, 
we'll flip a coin, Derrick Henry or Earl Campbell, and the loser may ha- may have the better back. You know what I mean? I'll take Earl or Derrick, and I'm fine with it. Okay? I think, actually, Derrick Henry's pretty good at catching the football, too. Earl Campbell, though, man, his first play from scrimmage, he took a screen pass and went down the sideline with it on a Monday night. I think Carson is an incredibly talented, but I think Jalen can take a team further. Mike, that might be fair. Mike, that might be fair because Jalen's not going to do the bonehead shit that Carson does. You might, Mike, you, you're probably right there. See, Jalen knows his limitations. Carson doesn't. He's not figured it out what he can and can't do. Brady figured that out early. I'm not a deep passer. So I'm going to create an offense that relies on slant passes, screens, and tight end play. Remember something that was on the brink of what really Brady was going to do with Belichick and with Josh McDaniel and even Bill O'Brien. That double tight end set that they had. Xander, do you remember that double tight end set with Hernandez and Gronk? If that offense was able to mature they would have revolutionized the position of tight end even more so. That double tight end set that they were running at linebackers and they were running at everyone in the league, they couldn't defend them. You didn't have enough Tampa 2-style defensive players like Orion Shazier in Pittsburgh to cover those two tight ends. Hernandez was a freak show catching the football. He was unreal. The reason he went later in the draft is because of his character. But as a player, that guy was unguardable. I think he made the Pro Bowl a few times. Him and Gronk, Brady was going to destroy the league with that. Then the kid ends up being a freak. And they had a scrap. They couldn't find another guy that was into Hernandez. Remember, before Hernandez killed that guy, Odell, before he killed that guy down in South Florida, they had just given him a contract extension with a pretty significant signing bonus. Guy had character issues and the Patriots still gave him the money. That thing was on its way, man. They were going to change the NFL. To be all the way real, Big sales. I believe we would be better with Minshew Mania. He could sling the rock. You know, you know I think he moans too much. Okay? I, and, and, and I get it. He wants to start. I get it. He wants to start. He wants to play. And he thinks he, there's no question that Gardner Minshew sitting on the sidelines there as the Eagle um, backup quarterback. He hates his life in Philly. He hates his life because he believes he could be a starter somewhere else. He hates being in – he doesn't hate you, per se, or the organization or the players and his team. He doesn't – that's not what I'm saying. He hates the predicament he's in, okay, how he sees him as an asset. They don't see him as a player on the team contributing. And he wants to contribute, and he can't. So I would say that that's frustrating for him. He, He hates his predicament. Being traded to the Eagles was the worst thing on the planet for Gardner Minshew. Great for the Eagles. 
He's the best bat. Him and Foles are the best substitute teachers in case something sideways goes. You know what I mean? Minshew may be gone before the deadline. I agree. Somebody, somebody with an injured quarterback will get desperate. That's what Howie's looking at. Man, in the offseason, don't you remember before they ended up getting Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons? The Colts offered the Eagles a third rounder for Minshew. They didn't take it. They think they could get a two for him. They're going to try to get a second-round draft choice for him as you get closer to the trading deadline. I believe that. That's why they're hoping. Watch this. Minshew's going to get a lot of reps, and they're going to put him on display in the offseason here. You're, they're, going to, they're going to put him on display. And they're going to hope this kid, um, Carson Strong, they're going to hope he can play something and hope that he's decent enough that in case something happens to Jalen. But you know what's crazy about that? Here's the problem with that philosophy. You build your team around a running attack with Jalen Hurts. He goes down. Your two backup quarterbacks have no similarities to your starting quarterback. Usually when you have a starting quarterback, your backup, like the guy in Baltimore, has a similarity to the way Lamar plays. It's fundamentally backwards in Philly. These are all seven-step guys that are backing up. That's why I say this. I don't know, man. It just looks to me like John McMullen said months ago that they're building the team for a different guy because if Jalen goes down, they don't have anybody compatible to that. There's nobody that resembles that. Usually, like, look at Kyle Trask. Okay, or that Blaine Gabbert guy who's down in Tampa. They kind of have a Brady approach, seven-step guy. They're not going to get out in the perimeter and run. They play the game like Brady plays it, you know? So you're, you're going to know who he is. He's in the pocket. You know where he is as an old lineman. But in Philly, if Hurts goes down, you don't have one guy that resembles that guy. I like Minshew, too. I do. Funny thing is Minshew throws the ball better. He's a, Because, again, Steve, Steve H., because Jalen's not a pure passer. He's, he's, he's a gifted athlete. Okay? And like I said, guys, everyone is under the assumption that the Eagles got better in the offseason with no practice, no contact, no tackling, no nothing. And the only reason everyone is saying that in Philly is because you added A.J. Brown. No other thing is possible that you could say where you have proof, tangible proof, that he improved. How could you? You have no game tape. You have no practice tape. You have no full scrimmage tape. You have no full contact tape at all. Where are you getting that from? Guys who are sitting around watching a guy playing pitch and catch in the Eagles' backyard is not a way to dissect the player and if he got better or not since the playoff game. That's unbelievably awful, and it's a lie. Well, it's season. Watch this. Here, tell me I'm wrong here. So you're telling me this. Well, Jalen's in the system for the second straight year, and we added A.J. Brown. That made him better. Did you not watch him play? He ain't practicing. In a, well, he worked out with Tom House. and It's a team sport, friends. 
It's not boxing or golf or ping pong. Like, you know, where you're a tennis player, where you can get better at hitting the ball against the wall. Okay? Throwing a ball against the wall in the end, and if you're an NFL player, doesn't get you better. Or throwing a ball to your buddy doesn't get you better. How are you getting better? Where? Show me the proof. Where is your tangible proof that he's better this year so far? You have no evidence of that. Oh, Paulie Shore putting practice stats up on a Twitter page. <laughs> That's propaganda. Oh, he's in the system sales for a second straight. And he struggled with that system. Well, which system was it? The one they ran the ball beginning of the year or the second one where they took the ball out of his hands in the second part of the season? Which one system are you talking? I forgot. What's the tangible line in the sand that we need to draft? And Mike, I'm going to say this to you. Like I said, let's see how he plays against Detroit. And you know what? Because you had A.J. Brown, my point is this. Where's the coaching? Where's the coaching? I'm not down on Jalen. I'm down on the coaching. My two dudes right now, boy, I'll tell you, man, you could talk to me all about rock, paper, scissors, and iron versus iron or whatever the hell he's talking about. I don't like it. I don't like it. Lito says, so you're telling me the most physical sport in the world, we're not practicing being physical. That's what I'm being told today. Wow, I never thought of that, Marcos. Look at Marcos's take. So what if they don't sign Lamar Jackson in the offseason and he says, screw it, I'm not signing, we'll deal with it at the end of the year. And Lamar, who led the NFL in passing touchdowns as unanimous MVP, comes to Philly. Oh, oh my God. I never thought of that. Wow, I never thought of that. Wow. Who do you want as our hit? No, I, hey Victor, I don't want anybody right now. I want to see that. I want to see them be right, not prove me wrong. I want to see them be right. Okay, I want to see them be right. Timothy goes, never going to happen. Mike goes, no way. I don't want Lamar. So you don't want a guy who's won seventy five percent of his games, a unanimous MVP. And led the NFL in passing touchdowns. Well, shit, if you're going to have a running quarterback, why not get the greatest of all time? I mean, you don't want a guy who's unanimously selected as the most valuable player. He's 26 years old. 
you don't want that guy as your quarterback. Steven goes, Lamar's a Raven period. I agree. I don't think he's. He's already reached his ceiling. That could be a debate. I'd rather have Burrow. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Really? <laughs> hey, 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 man. I'd rather have Burrow. Well, okay. <laughs> you sold. Watch this. Hey, hey, Ryan. You're right. Me too. Sold. I would love Lamar Jackson as an E dude. My God almighty, man. Stigma hurts 38, 87 passing yards, 477 rushing MVP candidate. Where are you seeing him getting better? How you don't practice hard enough and you added a receiver that you guys don't do any scrimmaging with and no tackling. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where you get that information from that. He's going to improve like that with the weak ass practices that the Eagles go through. I'm sorry. I'm going to say what they are. I'm not going to sit here because I'm not trying to get at the Novacare Center. I'm not trying to get in the building. I'm not trying to get my press credential. <laughs> John Clark. Hey, did you see what happened today? Everybody looks great. Did they hit? No. Did they tackle? No. What were you watching? Oh, 15 minutes of practice. Didn't you see it? No. <laughs> hey, what's this? If Big Sills walked in to the NovaCare Center to Eagle practice, and I was 15 minutes late, I missed it. <laughs> what happened? Oh, they just walked off the field. I thought the practice was at 3 o'clock. Yeah, it's 3.15. What? <laughs> They're done. Did they hit? No. Did they tackle? No. Well, what did they do? Well, they were in helmets and shorts. Jesus criminy. It's day six. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's day five and nobody's hitting. Wow. Tackling got Dallas looking for a number two receiver. Yeah, well, tackling won you a Super Bowl in 2017. You can never run from that. You had a mass unit going into the Super Bowl, didn't you? Didn't stop you guys. You guys took the Patriots apart. Oh, but you were healthy last year. You got killed by the Bucks. Hey, right. Hey, we were healthy last year. Yeah, but you got killed in every game that mattered. But we were healthy. Hey, remember that. Yeah, but your quarterback had surgery still, and you guys are talking health. Health. We were healthy. You were? <laughs> killed twice by the Bucks. I don't know. That quarterback for the Raiders had a 90% quarterback completion. <laughs> I mean, dude. That was maybe one of – I thought I was watching a college football game. You know how you see some guy throw for like like 500 yards and like the guy's like 28 of 20, 
seven and he's like, man, this guy didn't miss any. It was like watching something like that. I was like, Jesus. And cheese ran you over. Whatever doesn't kill Jalen Hurts had better start running. Brady threw for 500 yards against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. The Eagles didn't win because of defense. No, the Eagles ran them over. They ran the Patriot defense over. That's Hurts' fault? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. How much better than Jalen do you think Dak is? A lot. A lot. He's more accurate. He's a better passer. He's a pure quarterback. Jalen is not a pure quarterback passer. We said a lot of that. Hey, I got to take a time out here. I got yeah. I want I want to say a little bit more about Deshaun Watson. Um, Xander's gonna kill me here because I didn't take a timeout. Let me let me take a timeout. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
No tackling. <laughs> Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Whew, baby. <laughs> man, no tackling. I don't know what to say to you guys, man. I, You know, I've never – I mean, this is the reason I don't like soccer because there's no tackling. You understand that? That's why I hate soccer. You can't hit somebody. You, I can't hit somebody. I can't put my hands on you. I got to use my feet. It's like a soccer practice. <laughs> Kick the ball. <laughs> oh, my God almighty. Yeah. Hey, what's the Philly team? What's the Philly soccer team? <laughs> what's, what's the Philly soccer team, man? What is it? Do you guys have an MLS team? I don't even know. I don't even know when the MLS season is. Okay. Do you have an MLS team? All I remember is like the New York Cosmos or something and DC United, Philly Union. The Union, baby. The Union has more physical practices than the Philadelphia Eagles. I will be tweeting that out. <laughs> Philly Union. Jalen Rager. Stop talking about that guy. You know, you know, you, let me, can I tell you who Jalen Rager is? Jalen Rager, you ever see that opening scene from Jaws? <laughs> Chick swimming out to the buoy. Just swimming out to the buoy. <laughs> and one day, man, that great white just reaches up. And he's, he's called the Grim Reaper in the NFL. And he snatches your ass and throws you down underneath and you're flopping around and it's over. Then they find your dead body outside the practice field with your pads. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. The Philadelphia Union, a soccer team, practices harder than the Eagles do. Hey, Sydney, I'm sorry to have going to have to tweet that. Stigma told me over a steak that Jalen is a good kid. He truly believes in him. Hey, I believe in him. I think he's a good kid, too. <laughs> Tape, wait. Hey, once Jalen Rager leaves the Eagles, he's going to turn into a – Yeah, no, no. You mean a professional bowler, not a pro bowler. A professional bowler. You got the wrong distinction, brother. Okay? He's going to be a bowler. Bowling. You know, knocking pins down. <laughs> the Philadelphia Union. Uh, we're one of the best teams that MLS sells. Hey, Seth. When's the MLS season? I don't even know when the MLS. I don't. I know I've never seen two things: a WNBA game and an MLS game in my life. I know about the LA Galaxy. I've actually been to their stadium because my daughter's actually played um, a rugby game at that thing. Okay. I'll ask Tom Brady to come on your show. Oh, stigma. 
I it would be an honor to have him on. Okay. Ask him about Hertz. What's he going to say? Hey, the kid's a good guy, man. He can squat a lot. Hey, he's a great squatter. Hey, so real quick, Deshaun Watson. So Deshaun Watson gets six game suspension. Man, you know, can I tell you what? Can I tell you what the Browns are going like right now behind the scenes? Look, they're doing this publicly. Yeah, you know, I know, man. I mean, you know, we've been preparing for this and it's really terrible. And, you know, we're, we're, we're here for the community and, you know, we want to make sure everybody knows me too and all that, you know, when they close the doors are going shit, six games. Yeah. Yeah. We got over on them. D guns wrong. He ain't losing $375,000 a game. He's losing only three. He hasn't been fined yet. I think the league's going to come down with him on a heavy fine. I think you watch this. They drop an $8 million fine on him. They're going to make, hey, they may not be able to prove shit, but they're going to hit him with a fine for conduct detrimental. You watch. That's going to sting a bit. Okay? They're going to hit him with a fine. Okay. They are burying this on arrival. Hey, Haslam works. Goodell works for Haslam and McNair. By the way, I, I heard I heard um, those guys on Sports Take saying how much Goodell don't make fifty million dollars a year. Goodell makes sixty eight million dollars a year. Okay, sixty eight million. And he's got a raise coming at the end of this year. Roger Goodell, by the time he's done being commissioner, will make $100 million a year. Do you know Roger Goodell is the highest paid football man, non-owner in the league? Players, coaches, GMs, he's the highest paid NFL dude. Because you know what he does professionally? He falls on the sword for the owners. Roger Goodell's going to get his ass kicked this week because of this Deshaun Watson ruling. Okay? Oh, Stigma, good show? Good show. Monday was a good show. All right, I'll take good show. Okay? <laughs> hey. <laughs> See, but then again, get this. Hey, Stigma, watch this, man. If if you if you ask Xander that kind of stuff, hey, so I mean, I'm just good. You know, you're 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 all right. What? <laughs> Nobody in Philly likes giving anybody backslaps. I don't know why. This is what's perplexing about Jalen, is that you guys are giving a guy who hasn't done shit yet backslaps, and I don't get it, because I never saw that city as that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh. Uh... Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This guy makes it sound like, like, uh, hey, Brian, thank you, brother. Oh. <laughs> uh, who do our next quarter, who do you want as our next quarterback in the draft? I'm not going to go there right now. 
I told you what I'm doing. Week seven. I told you. Hey, by the way, we made a bet with everybody. Okay, remember that bet we made? So you guys don't hit, don't practice, don't tackle, and you're not going to play your players in the exhibition season. Big Sill's looking good, man. <laughs> we are working for tomorrow the president of the Atlanta Falcons and the president of the competition committee, Rich McKay. The only problem that Rich has in his professional career, by the way, he is the son of legendary John McKay. Yes, he drafted um, Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks, but he also drafted Big Sills. He was the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so we've remained friends all this year. I don't know how, but we've remained friends all these years, so we're working on the president of the Atlanta Falcons. That's Rich McKay. Also, Mike Quick, I believe, will be Wednesday, so we appreciate it. Everyone, please hit the like button. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Hey, John McMullen has a bunch of practice video that's over on our Jacob YouTube channel. Please go check it out. Stuff is really great. And by the way, as detailed as that stuff is, you're going to get more coverage with us than what you get with the Eagles. Okay? I've been watching that stuff all day. It's really fantastic. Great job, John. I appreciate you doing that for all of us. We'll catch you tomorrow going 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.